Movies and Booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer on News Talk. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six is our WhatsApp number for the last time uh, this year. We are joined by Fanula Jones, Leslie Williams, and Serena Bellissimo. Good afternoon to you Good all. Afternoon. Hello, Hi guys, yeah, and uh, happy Christmas. I happy Christmas. Yes, happy Christmas. Can't believe we're there already. Yeah, I, 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 I can. <laughs> I can. Like, like, I don't know, this year felt like a decade. This week felt like a year. Mm. This week felt like forever, didn't it? Yeah. Everyone's stumbling to that finish, finish line. Finish line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nearly there. Right. Uh, no, <laughs> put on a happy face for the last hour of broadcasting. The two uh, movies we're talking about today are kind of music-y related, Yeah, I music guess. themed. We've got very different eras. Yeah. We've got Maestro, which everybody's talking about. There's a lot of awards talk around this. This is the Bradley Cooper Carrie. Mulligan yeah. one, and it's about um, Leonard Bird's uh, Leonard Bernstein, Stein, Stein, yeah, Steinstein, yeah. I don't know. We'll figure it out by the yeah. end of it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, about we we'll get that wrong, and then someone will be going, <laughs> exactly. "How dare you review a film and not?" Re- yeah. yeah, no, I think it's Leonard Bernstein because I remember writing down this is how you pronounce it because yeah, I okay. always just say Stein. But yeah. anyway, it's about his life, but it's not just about his life. A lot of people thought it was just going to be a biopic about him. It's about the relationship between him and his wife Felicia. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's Carrie Mulligan is the one who might get the awards. She and stuff. is phenomenal. But having said that, so is Bradley Cooper. Give him all the awards, the directing, the acting and the co-writing. He's brilliant in this. Okay, fantastic, though. I think I should ask at this point, the nose, the big, the big hooter. Uh, like, were you going, oh, my God, look at the size of that thing. Take it off, it man. Was, or did you forget about it? It wasn't Please. anti-Semitic. It was what... It wasn't Leonard, an anti-Semitic nose. No, no. It, it, it's what it looked like. Like, it is what it... When you looked at him and uh, Leonard at the end you'd go oh my gosh they're exactly the same without it it wouldn't have been Leonard Bernstein mm. so um, yeah the, no- the nose is fine you don't even think about that if you didn't know about the furore over it you wouldn't even think twice about yeah. the nose okay fair enough and the other one Priscilla Priscilla yeah so last year we had Elvis this year it's all about Priscilla Presley and um, this is based on her memoir called Elvis and Me and there's a lot of awards chat around this. I don't understand why, but anyway, we'll talk more about that <laughs> later. But I mean, but maybe slightly different from the from the Elvis biopic in that this is maybe about how Elvis manipulated her or used her or moulded her? Yeah, I just felt like this was her memoir, Elvis and Me. Then there was a miniseries, I think it was the late 80s, where I felt the miniseries was really well done, but that was over four hours. It was two uh, two hours over two episodes. This felt like you're telling Priscilla's story, but you're not really. You're just showing us Elvis through her eyes, but it still feels like a story about Elvis. Oh. I'm not really getting okay. to know Priscilla that much. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, so, uh, that's odd. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we will be talking about the, uh, both of those in a bit more depth uh, later on in the show. So, uh, what are we drinking okay, there, so Leslie? we have um, two wines I think will work on Christmas Day, or one one you need in the house. I mean, you need a bottle of vintage, of, of decent Tony Port, um, which is what we have here, Kopka Tony Port, which is independent off-licenses. Another one is a bit more easy to find for people who live in urban areas, which is from O'Brien's, and it's um, a five-year-old, fruit-focused, ripe, juicy Amarone uh, from Rizzardi in, uh, okay. in near Lake Garda. They own half of Bartolino, that village beside Lake Garda. So, mm. yeah, and so it's, it's, it's a... I thought it might be nice to think of sort of sunny Lake Garda and drinking juicy red wine. Getting uh, eaten to death by mosquitoes. <laughs> That's, yeah, that uh, that's my yeah, yeah. abiding memory of Lake Garda. Yeah. Every single mosquito went, oh, look, the white guy! <laughs> <laughs> um, I was there in April. It wasn't so bad in April. Whatever that week was a little colder or something mm. and there weren't as many around, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, a, a, a tawny port. What does that mean? Okay, so, a tawny, tawny. Uh, okay, so the, the, 
your basic entry level port is a Ruby port. Okay, it's made in a massive big barrel, some as big as a house, and it's all about the big chocolatey red fruits. Okay, big big barrels. The, the other style of port is um, is uh, and, and at the, the ultimate of that basically you, it, it starts in that and then it, it's finished in bottle maybe for vintage port and for late bottle vintage port they're finished in bottle and they're black fruited and they're purple and plum. The other style is in much smaller barrels. You're talking maybe 500 mil meter bar, uh, liter barrels, um, and they are um, much because they're smaller. The wine loses color, and so you get these sort of nutty, figgy, dried fruit flavors, and it oxidizes a little, and it goes tawny color. It's not ah. black and purple anymore. It's now a tawny brown. And the great thing about this is um, you can open it and it lasts for a year if 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 you forget about it or something you know yeah whereas you need to drink vintage port or regular port within a couple of weeks really you know um oh do you well the yeah. alcohol will help preserve it a bit better but tony literally because it's been kind of pre-oxidized and this company specializes in tony port i drank in 1934 well sorry i tasted <laughs> they gave me yeah. a tiny bit of taste 1934 one when they were over visiting earlier this year um so they're a really interesting port house and this is a 10 year old one i mean mm. which is sort of 20 Five, 25 euros, I think. No, sorry, no, sorry this is a bit more, it's about 33 or so. But there's a 10 year old Tony, which is about that price as well. Which, uh, sorry, white, which is interesting because they also age whites. There's a 50 year old uh, white one that you can get. No, that's a oh, bit more, that's a few hundred. But yeah. they're really interesting. And, and I, uh, Tony, because of all those dried fruit things, that means mince pies, Christmas pudding. All those sort of Christmassy fruit focused things that we eat, it matches those perfectly. And, um, you know, obviously cheese and on its own in front of the like quality street. It works with quality street as well. OK, yeah, good yeah, pairing yeah. there. Yeah. Um, can you ask one of them film and drink guys, <laughs> how long can I store whiskey unopened? I have it in a metal press in my shed. Ah, yeah, that'll keep for forever. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, you know. I yeah. mean, you know, after a long time, you know, after years, it, it will deteriorate. But, it, but certainly a year or two, it should be fine, you know. Whiskey, I would have thought, like, yeah. the longer you leave it, the better it is. I, do you know, I've never... I mean, I know that I have a bottle of Dalwini someone gave me, which I don't really like that much. It's fine. Um, it's Grant. It's, yeah. it's good stuff. Okay, it's actually, the person be who gave it to you listening. <laughs> yeah, she actually is. That's what my wife. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Sleeping um, in the car for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Uh, no, it's decent. But actually, do you know what it is? I think my taste of... I actually had tasted it again recently and I realised my taste of... I've improved, I'm better at this now. But I was too young. She was giving it to future you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was... Uh, that's 20 years open and I still haven't finished it. Um, wow. So, and it's still fine. It's yeah, still, well, it's it wouldn't fine, be, yeah. So. Now, the only thing that we says... I have it in a metal press yeah, in I my don't know shed. What that is. I don't know, but it, really. that sounds like it might get really hot during yeah. the summer. I, I, you wouldn't want to do that. It's the wrong place. I mean, yeah. because they get too hot in the summer, too cold in the winter. And mm. so all that changes in temperatures, what damages things like spirits and wines. Um, that's why the worst place to store wine is in your kitchen or the attic, because they get too hot and too cold. You want a nice, steady temperature, like a, disuse, a, a, a seldom used bedroom or the cupboard under the stairs is good because that's in the centre of the house and mm. the temperature is relatively consistent. Now, ideally, you want it cool cooler than that but you know better a consistent warm temperature than a consistent than, than up and down yeah you know all the yeah. time um, watch, yeah watch so, that one yeah uh, Fanula was it last week you were saying the Golden Globes mightn't have a, a presenter yes and now, and now they managed to secure a huge name a Christmas miracle they have confirmed someone uh, Joe Coy who I oh, know oh wow best. Joe Coy yeah, yeah. I, I know best as previously going out with Chelsea Handler but he is a comedian in his own right um, this is his first kind of like big, you know, TV hosting appearance. He's done a lot of Netflix specials. I wouldn't be hugely familiar with him, but yeah, he's signed up. So we will be seeing him in the new year. In terms of 
Other roles people might have seen him in. He was in Disney's Haunted Mansion, which was out earlier this year that, again, kind of slipped me by. And he voiced the character Bendo in Netflix's animated film Monkey King. So fans of those two projects are jumping for joy now. I would imagine so. So they've got a nobody because they can't get anybody else. He, that's the, that's, that's the headline here. You've said it, not me, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd wonder who else said, like we listed the names last week, but I'd wonder who else said no before it was like, okay, will we, who has Joe's number? Can someone text him? Mm. It's a month. And well, we no, I someone. mean, it's, it's great. Is Joe uh, Man or woman? He's a man. Man, okay. Uh, um, uh, great news for him, yeah. uh, um, obviously. But does it even further, you know, uh, diminish the reputation of the Golden Globes? Not that it was great to start with, that this is the best they can get. I will argue that I feel like he has a bigger audience in America. but So I feel like it's not necessarily welcome news or whatever. I feel like it's a bigger deal over there than it is here. But I, yeah, I think if you're watching globally, you're a bit like, who? On your, or you're Googling or you're like, I've no idea who this person is. Yeah. So yeah, kind of, I think. But then again, he could go and he could absolutely kill it. I know, you know he what I mean? could, And then it yeah. makes a but, name but, for him, you know? But, they, but they're basically booking someone who's just a domestic star rather than an international yeah. star who they would but normally compared, would have had. So that's a, who they've had. Like, yeah. Like, Peter Vase and they, these are proppers. But I mean, how many judges are there in that Golden Club? Is there 120 it's, or something? It's changed. It, it used to be under 100. Yeah. But this year, membership has gone over 300. Okay, so well, they are trying ridiculous. to make it more relevant. But... Mm. I, yeah. I I think after the big furor that happened a few yeah. years ago, but I've I, always thought like, why do they make such a big deal about these? A couple of hundred randomers who you know, from, yeah, who are these they, people anyway? They're, they're foreign. They're, they're, it's it'd be like so. I, she was, I shared, shared a house briefly with a girl who from Ireland who does a bit of freelance writing about movies, and she's on it. Like, because she was based in America for a while, yeah. so she got in. But I mean, I, I don't remember her being particularly profound about me. I'm not going to mention her name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's right now, like, God, but, no. Know. Was this before your wife? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a long time. No, I didn't. Possibly, we were never in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, an ex-friend, let's yeah, call her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean. It, 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 not the, like she didn't really write about film in those days. She, film was a later thing. She started writing yeah. in the states for a bit, and so she got into the elected. But know. it is yeah. just mad. The point is that it is. It's a few people in a room essentially. Yeah. yeah. But it was a small, like it was a small thing. Like here we've got the Dublin Film Critics Circle who also yeah. go, okay, this is what yeah. the best films of the year were and stuff. And it was, it started off really small and then all of a sudden Hollywood started to give it more and more importance. And then all of a sudden it became massive. And I think the reason why everyone loved it was because not only were there movie stars, but mm. there were also film um, TV stars in the room because it's mm. the best of TV, That's the yeah. best of yeah. film. Mm. It was great. And they had a laugh. Like there, mm. were, there was food, they were being served, there was drink. You didn't know yeah. what was going to happen. It wasn't that mm. whole stale type award show that we see mm. and then everyone went oh my gosh it's only like 75 people mm. deciding who wins these awards yeah. you like the film critic for the Stockholm News mm. like, yeah. who's based in or they're, sorry they're American correspondent kind of thing mm. He does well, a bit of Don't diss the Stockholm News. Oh, it's no, a quality it's, yeah. paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Leslie's going out paper. making so many <laughs> enemies. Yeah, yeah. How many people has he insulted so far? <laughs> Let's see, can we get to Christmas without getting sued by anyone? Uh, uh, speaking of stale uh, award ceremonies, uh, the Oscars, uh, they, uh, it's, they've issued a shortlist. What does that mean? So this is like the people and the films we can expect to be nominated in some of the categories but it's not the official nominations and we, we don't get a shortlist for like the acting categories because when I first saw this headline I was like what? But it is kind of mainly the 
the arts categories and the music categories are seeing a lot of coverage there that like Olivia Rodrigo was on the shortlist for the song she did for the Hunger Games prequel The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes uh, Barbie is obviously I think it is the most uh, mentions on the shortlist five so that includes sound original song uh, and that's three submissions that it has in there so that's What Was I Made For Dance the Night and I'm Just Ken uh, but I think there were kind of a few surprises there that it hasn't been shortlisted for a lot of the makeup and hair categories, which I think they thought would be a clean sweep, as well as visual design. I think it's missed out there. Um, but yeah, kind of a slight indication for those categories potentially. But in terms of the actual um, nomination run, that's taking place between January 11th and 16th. And then we'll have the official Oscar nominees January 23rd. Okay, so, so how many how many people are on the shortlist? Or in total, yeah. Across all no, the I mean, like in each category, how, how many how many things get on a short? I think it's like ten or twelve. I think yeah. ish. So it's a bit like it's it's kind of funny because you're seeing a lot of people talk about it online, and that's not like not God be it for me to detract from celebrating getting on the Oscar shortlist, but like it's not an official nomination. Yes, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, okay, but it, but everyone who's going to get a nomination is on the shortlist. Is that the case? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's confusing. Now. It They're is probably confusing. Making it deliberately more confusing. Yeah. That happened last year, though, didn't it, with Uncleine Kuhn? They knew that they were on the shortlist. And then when yes, it was nomination true. day, mm. they yeah. went, there was all that excitement. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we hope we make it yeah. Yeah. to the actual Oscars. Yeah. Ah, right. OK. Yeah. Get that now. OK. Let's have a drink. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, so, right, the brain so isn't go. working so, too. So what are we having for us? This okay, is the so red wine we're having for us. This is 2018 which is a uh, long-established family winery in the Veneto. Here you go, Fanula. And one for you. And it is Amarone. To give it its full name, Amarone della Volpicella. Or sometimes called Recciotto di Amarone di Volpicella. So basically it's... The Do you pic- speak Italian? No, I just... Yeah. I've learned off was the that, Was that convincing, Serena? <laughs> that was actually not bad. <laughs> I yeah, okay. learned yeah. off all the uh, Italian wine pronunciation. Yeah, that was very Although good though. It was very name. good. I felt like I was there. And you even kind of said it with that slight snottiness. You have to. Italian waiters have. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I've learned that if you don't put the emphasis in, they don't understand what you're saying. They don't, they don't, gonna, you have to kind of put the effort in. Um, right, so Valpolicella might be what people have heard of and mm. Bardellina. These are red wines from simple fruity, red cherry flavoured fruity wines. And there'd always been a tradition of drying grapes, right? So you, you pick the grapes in September, maybe a little later, but usually August, September. And then you let them on, on these trays and then you dry them. You leave them for a couple of months. And they go through this, in this particular, some grapes are better for this than others. It's hard to do it with Cabernet, but it works with uh, Corvina, Rondonella, Molinara and Corvinone, which are the four main grapes and Ocelletta as well. So they're the five main grapes. Ocelletta is much smaller. Um, and they just dry really well. And so you're, you're not making, you're not getting into raisins because there'll be no juice left, but you are drying half the juice out of them. So obviously you get a lot less juice so you're getting a much more concentrated level of juice. And so they're quite rich, these. And there was a tradition of making sweet wines from this, and that does still happen. Mm. But in the 60s, uh, one bloke in particular started doing it and ma- fermenting them to dry. And initially his wine was hated. And then, but the public all loved it. And so now they all do it. Okay. So, and then the lesser version of this is Rapasso, where they take Valpolicella and they leave it on the lees, the bits left over of this, and then it takes on some of the flavour. But what you're looking for here is those really ripe, juicy flavours. Now, these tend to be 15% alcohol, yeah. sometimes higher. Um, it's yeah, how ripe. much is that one? This is, is that 15% or 16? 16%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should be doing this in shot glasses. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, and it, look, it is, some people will find this a little sweeter. But honestly, with 
turkey and ham and Brussels spreads. You need something rich. Bordeaux mm, kind of works. If you have a good Bordeaux and you're enjoying the Bordeaux and you like that, then that will work with your Christmas dinner. But something like this will please everybody. Ripe, juicy, fruity, it's silky. Lovely. It's lovely. Juicy it really does it. Yeah. 2018 O'Brien's reduced from 38 to 30 um, from now till the end of the year, basically. Okay. What do my, you think? My nonna, my grandmother. Yes. She would always ask for port after dinner so she can digest. She would she'd be like, mm. oh, yes, I need it now to sort of cleanse my palate. Yeah. And digest was like, oh, I think you just like it because of the taste. Yeah, not yeah, the- yeah. yeah. But look, a bit of richness and, I mean. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. And it's, I mean, look, you wouldn't be sculling it now, but. Uh, you know. No, no, but it's a nice little, you know, no, if you take a set, there's a nice little yeah, zing at the back of your there, throat. And, yeah. Look, it's quite a complicated way to make this. I mean, mm. so it's expensive to, to produce because you're losing half the level of juice that you would. So 30 mm. is an extraordinary price for this. There are, Amaret, the Moroni's that cost, cost 70 and 80, you know, depending on the, you know, because you're only getting half juice, so they should charge more. Mm. Um, and it does age a little bit. And um, yeah, so this is five years old, which is mm. a nice bit of age. That's lovely. Yeah. That's absolutely lovely. So all the O'Brien's 30 euros. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Good work, Leslie. Ah, good. good. Uh, someone's texting it to say, couldn't get through 10 minutes of Maestro. It's awful. <laughs> Serena Bellissimo is going to tell you just how wrong you are after <laughs> this break. <laughs> Movies and Booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer on News Talk. Seems I'm attracted to a certain type. Listen, mm. I, you know, Lenny loves you. He really does. He's just a man, a horribly aging man who cannot just be wholly one thing. He's. he's uh, I've always known who he is. He called me, you know. And? He wants us all to go to Fairfield together for two weeks. He sounded different. Felicia. No, I... I, Let's not make excuses. He didn't fail me. Felicia. No, it's... It's my own arrogance. To think I could survive on what he could give. It's just so ironic. I would look at everyone, even my own children, with such pity because of their longing for his attention. It was it was sort of a banner I wore so proudly. I don't need. I don't need. And <laughs> look at me now. Who's the one who hasn't been honest? That's uh, Maestro. That's going to be on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Not right now. Okay, yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I assume that's uh, uh, Kerry Mulligan and somebody else before you know the relationship starts. It's towards the end of the relationship. Oh, well, right. In the middle yeah. of the relationship. Do you know who that uh, other person was? No. That's uh, Leonard Bernstein's sister, played by Sarah Silverman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm wow. So used to her doing comedy and yeah. like outrageous stuff. She is good phenomenal. Yeah. Like she's so hmm. good at doing serious. Um, if you don't know what this is about, it's basically about um, Leonard Bernstein, who was an amazing conductor. But it's not just about his life. I, I think if you go into this and go, oh, it's called Maestro, so it must all be about him, that's misleading. It's not. It's mm. about his relationship with Felicia Montalegre Cohen Bernstein. And it's just... That's a name. Yeah. 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 So she's from Argentina originally and she was an actress in her own right and they met and they fell in love and um, she knew who Leonard was. So she went into this um, marriage with open eyes and in that scene she's talking about the fact that I, I knew this, I knew what he was like and it's just... I have to say, Bradley Cooper, I'm not one of these massive Bradley Cooper fans, but every time I look at him I can't help but go... 
you started on The Hangover. You did three Hangover films. Mm. I would never have thought sure. your career would have gone in this direction. Mm. He is just phenomenal. Steven Spielberg saw an early cut of A Star Is Born and when he saw that he just went, because Steven Spielberg wanted to direct this, and he went, no, I'll, I'll leave it with you. But Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese came on board and they've uh, produced it. They've co-produced this as well. It's it's really good. Yeah, and the, the there's a it kind of jumped out at me that was she says he can't be only one thing. Does it kind of because there's always been this idea that perhaps he you know he wasn't entirely faithful, but you know he kicked with both feet. And I don't he's mean bisexual. He was a Protestant. Yeah, yeah okay. he's bisexual, and that is explored throughout. And I have to say, at the start, it's explored with um, Matt Bomer. He is phenomenal as well. Like it's not just it goes without saying. Um, Bradley and Carrie are going to walk away with all the nominations. Will they win? I don't know because this year is actually a really strong year when it comes to awards. But they lose themselves in these characters, but so do the supporting actors. Like um, Maya Hawke is in this as well, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. Mm. She plays their daughter and she's brilliant in this. Everything about it, I just, what I liked is at two hours it is done. So it's not one of these films that goes for two and a half hours. It starts in black and white. And then you don't even, you forget that it was in black and white. It just seamlessly goes into colour. It's just, it's just beautiful. I loved it. It could be, because, you know, he is a dramatic person, it could be such a cheesy, overdramatic film. Mm. It's not. It's just done so beautifully. Is it a love story? It is. It is. And it's a story about family. It's a story about passion. It's just, I, I can't rave about this enough. It is something that I wish everyone could have seen on the big screen. But you can, everyone's, you know, everyone, a lot of people have massive TVs at home. Yeah. Watch it on the biggest screen you have at home. Yeah. And it's beautifully shot and, like, he's just he's just phenomenal. He, You see, I was saying earlier, you see a photo of, at the end, you see um, Leonard actually um, conducting. Hunting. And you go, is it Leonard or is it Bradley Cooper? Okay. Bradley Cooper, now, this is someone who has far too much time on their hands. He spent six years learning how to conduct this six-and-a-half-minute um, piece that Le- uh, Leonard did in um, London. Yeah. It is just from, Now, I couldn't have told the difference. If he was just, you know, pretending, I would have gone, whatever. Yeah, I still yeah. don't get it, right? But, like, we heard Kate Blanchett earlier this year. She did the same for Tar, but mm. not for six years, though. But he really put his heart and soul into this. And I heard... Um, Carrie Mulligan was on the Smartless podcast with Jason Bateman, Will, um, Will, Will thank you, and I can't remember the other just Jack. Yeah. yeah, yes, and she was talking about doing this, and she said like she'd get out of the blue a phone call from um, Bradley, and he'd be talking to her like Lenny. So he was like in character. Oh, he was method acting. Yeah, from about through. like 2018. And when he was directing this, because he was directing and starring in it, he'd be directing as Lenny as well. So. Okay, that's odd. Yeah. yeah. But Bernstein had, had a. When he conducted, apparently, for the time, like he had a very flamboyant and kind of unusual yeah. way of conducting, whereas yeah. most of it was quite staid at the time. And he kind of stood out that And way. that's why he stood out. And Bradley has in, like encapsulated this perfectly it's just it's such a beautiful movie and I just it's a movie about passion and heart Mm. and do you know what I love there's so many sequels and prequels Mm. and remakes this is something original yes I know it's about someone's life so you know the story's out there but it's just an original film and I love it if you love to star is born he has that same sort of directing and it's just 
It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Is this his thing now, music biopics? Probably. I wouldn't know what he's doing. Actually, what yeah. is he doing next? Well, we'll Google that. Yeah, well, break. I suppose we'll, we'll find it. So is it like the, the music component of it? Is that sort of in the background rather is, than, yeah? It is a little bit. Like you see a lot of it, mm. but that is not the focus. That's why like the, the title in its, like the title is almost misleading because it's not necessarily about the music and how he does his music. It's about how he lived his life and how Felicia lived her life. And oh, there were parts where I was just sobbing. Carrie Mulligan is just absolutely brilliant in this. You okay. Cry. Total right. Yeah. There you go. Can't get better than that. Mm-hmm. Now, the person who didn't like it, why didn't you like it? I, I don't know. They're dead inside, possibly. <laughs> there, there could be one reason. We did interview a fellow earlier, earlier on today who was uh, talking about uh, eye injuries. Mm. Uh, he, he's an ophthalmic or he's studying to be an ophthalmic surgeon, I think. On the, to- on the topic of champagne cork injuries... I, I knew it was going to be champagne cork. <laughs> yeah. I just knew. I, yeah. I, knew, I just knew champagne cork's coming. Yeah, I was at a party a few years ago when the guy popped the cork. Uh, it bounced off the ceiling and hit me in the groin. Oh, I even had a bruise. Yeah. So now when I see anyone opening a bottle, I turn my back or guard my groin. Well, he just need, he needs to be like the wine people. The wine nerds do not go pop. We go... Yeah, you twist it. Yeah, because yeah, you're you wasting just, yeah, it. Yeah, it should be like a virgin sigh. It was a woman wine person told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. But was, oh, wow. How many are we up to that he's offended today? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Four or five. Yeah, 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 at least, yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I did hesitate before I said that. Uh, yeah, that was, oh, thanks. That's all right then. Oh, that makes it, He hesitated, listeners, so no offense oh. taken, uh, of course. Uh, have you ever uh, received any, apart from being slapped across your head, have you received any injuries? Any drink-related injuries? Um, uh, I, I, they can't, I have, they, they do, uh, champagne cork will absolutely, I've broken it twice. <laughs> I broke the bulb. Um, but yeah, no, you, you should hold on to it. Yeah, but look, yeah. I mean, there's a video of me on YouTube opening a bottle of champagne saying how you should just go, gentle, gentle, it'll be all fine. And suddenly the whole bottle explodes and literally soaks me in champagne. Because oh, that go. can happen too, you know. That can happen too. Yeah. I did that once, that thing. Have you ever done that thing where you, you, you cut the top of it? Oh, with yeah, a, with yeah, a, with yeah. A, the cur- sabers. With a Sabering. Yeah, sabering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that like? It's cool. Well, I mean, the first time I destroyed the bottle. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but the I've second seen... time I did it, it actually, it's just if you get it at the right angle, you just slice the top off t- the bottle. T- 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 to go for That's that. That's so cool, didn't That you? is yeah. cool, yeah. yeah. Go to Rosa Madre. Luca there is such a showman, the Italian owner, and he will um, encourage you to do this. Um, but just don't ask for, um, in particular, Ron Perrier Rosé, for some reason, he said it's several those explode all over the restaurant. There's just something about the lid of them that, <laughs> and yeah. I witnessed one of these happening. Uh, so yeah, so ask for a different champagne other than that one. Um, okay, but, uh, and you might. Yeah, but he loves doing it. It's a, it's a real thing of that restaurant. Yeah. Can you do it with something that's not like really expensive? I, kind I, of like the I, lowest. I, well, yeah, you can absolutely do it with cava. Yeah. yeah, but I've seen people do it with um, just with the glass. They're literally, they're just taking the 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 base of the glass and just. If, if you catch it right, you can absolutely just do it. You know, um, and then it's very cool if you do it. You're just holding the bottle. You. Flip it off like that and then you pour it in. It's very, I haven't bothered trying that. Um, just, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you go and learn how to do oh, yeah, that. Exactly. That's, our, that's our next job. Uh, right. So the Gilded Age is back for season three. Yes. How much more gilding can they do? How much more gilding can they do? That's a great question. This one has evaded me, but I think I'm going to watch it over the over the break. I think it'll be a good binge. Christine Bransky, uh, Cynthia Nixon. But yeah, um, third season, maybe at some point next year, because season two is just wrapped on HBO and it picked up uh, 1883 Easter morning 1883 during a time of great economic change and conflict between the old ways and the new systems um, I think it's on now if anyone is looking to alright so it's me. like so this one picks up five seconds after the other one ended so pretty much no yeah, it's pretty okay. 
a slow in a good way I think it's a kind of show where it's like nothing happens but you're just caught up in the oh is it not like because I haven't really watched that much I thought it was a Bridgerton-esque a more Downton-esque I think it's not oh, as like right, okay. no it, well it, like it is from what I've heard it's scandalous in its ways but it's not as soapy as Bridgerton I would have said it's not, no, it's not as bonktastic not as, as definitely not as bonktastic yeah limited on bonks yeah okay uh, right now this I'm kind of uh, in, uh, I'm intrigued by this uh, a, a movie about Harry Styles fan fiction well I will okay I will say it's not it's not <laughs> confirmed but it's heavily heavily implied and it's our, our dear friend Anne Hathaway is staring at it it's called The Idea of You we got our first images of the movie um, this week um, it's based on a novel by Robin Lee of the same name. So it's Anne Hathaway and it also stars uh, Nicholas Galatine. He was in Red, White, Red, White and Royal Blue this year on Prime Video, which was, again, supposed to be very good, but I didn't get to watch. And it basically follows this single mother named Celine who ends up having this secret relationship with the lead singer of this band called August Moon. But obviously, like, she's in her 40s, he's in her 20s. So, like, this came out and obviously people are going wild thinking uh, that it might have been based on... She's always denied this. The author has always said that she just had this idea in her head of, like, an older woman with a younger man. She said that she'd actually seen an example of someone in a band and it was like she couldn't stop thinking about them and his face and everything like that. Then kind of went on to say that it wasn't. Harry Styles, but kind of some people have put two and two together. Yeah, like, the more she denies it. The more she denies it. And also, yeah. if you look at even the first couple of images of uh, your man as the singer, uh, Nicholas, like he's mod, like the tattoos and everything, you kind of, you double take. If you're familiar with the body of Harry Styles, you'd kind of be, you'd be side-eyeing at a small How part. familiar are you with the I'm body intimately of- familiar, Leslie. <laughs> yeah. Do, uh, you don't need to know yeah, why. I assume he shows that off a bit. Does he? I also dressed up as him for Halloween before, so I had to like draw on the tattoos. Yeah, so. Okay, very yeah. good. How'd that go? Good. Yeah. No, well, actually, a lot, people thought, was, oh, no, a lot yeah. of people thought it was Peter Hardy, so that's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a. Right. Okay. So she's saying it's not, but obviously, the more she says it's not about Harry Styles, the more this is going to be huge then. Yeah. I think, and like, I don't know, it's an interesting role for Anne Hathaway in some ways. I never thought she would have gone near something like this, even without the Harry Styles connotations mm. but yeah the, the Lee has always said that it's supposed to be a story about a woman approaching 40 and reclaiming her sexuality and rediscovering herself just at the point that society traditionally writes women off as desirable and viable and whole but it's which again that's a great premise but yeah. the Harry Styles the shadow of Harry Styles hanging over it I think but the fact I that yeah he could have been a, he could have been a plumber uh, yeah why make him yeah. you know, the lead singer of an international and famous it is, boy band like it is just the basis of every fan fiction ever written like every you know fangirl story of like I went to the concert and he saw me because I didn't look like yeah. other girls so he pulled me out of the crowd and now we're in love you know yeah. uh, now she's saying it's not based on Harry Styles but like is there any speculation that this might have happened in the real world, that she's met Harry Styles? Oh, I'm not sure. It's, it's, I haven't it's seen It's been that. a kind of a Bridgerton type scenario with yeah, him. Yeah, like her, <laughs> imagine. I think no, he's like, part of the older women as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, when that's what she says. She said, she, I came across the face of a boy I'd never seen in a band I'd never paid attention to and it was so aesthetically perfect it took me by surprise. And then kind of went on to say I discovered that he often dated older women and so the seed was planted. And like if you're to line, she said that in 2017. So if you're to line it up, I mean all signs would point to a band maybe you never took seriously One Direction probably Harry Styles is the breakout star of that Harry Styles has been in relationships with older women in the past mm. the math is mathing there yeah. but but we don't know if they've actually met no or exchanged bodily fluids no, no. <laughs> okay well we can speculate on yeah. that Movies and Booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer
on News Talk. What are you going to tell him that's not going to work? I can't make it in time. I want to be there in the first place, man. Daddy, I'm going to have to claim that. I don't go imagining things. Like Aunt Margaret? Scooby? I said, woman, well, I don't want to hear another word. Was there something you're hiding? I don't have a goddamn thing to hide. You're just being too goddamn aggressive and demanding. You know, I think you should go see your parents for a little while. What? I'm not going! I think you should. Matter of fact, I'll help you. Start packing. Joe! Yeah, what's up? Joe, get someone on the next flight out of here. She's gonna go see her parents for a little while. Get her ticket out of here. Hurry up! Right, not a sitcom then. What has he saying that? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is the fella playing Elvis in this film the same as the no, fella who played in the last so film? That would Butler. have been good. Yeah, yeah Austin yeah. Butler was amazing yeah. as Elvis in um, in last year's Elvis. But no, this is Jacob Elordi and people are going to look and go, who is he? How do I know him? He is in Euphoria with Zendaya. And okay. he's, he's Australian. You wouldn't know by that. And he is phenomenal as Elvis. Like, he's really, really good. This is directed by Sofia Coppola. <laughs> This um, is all about Priscilla. Well, it's meant to be about Priscilla's life. And, you know, when she met, it starts as her meeting Elvis as a 14-year-old. Watching it through today's lens, it's really creepy because this man was like 24. And it wasn't even him who invited Priscilla back to the party. This is when he was stationed in Germany. So it wasn't even him that invited Priscilla back. It was someone that worked for him and said, you know, Elvis would like to meet you. And look. How old but is she? She was she was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. 14. Do they address that in any way? Not really, because I think when you watch this, you have to remember it was of the time. It's like looking back now, it just it feels creepy. It's all sorts of creepy. Yeah. Um. They don't do. They don't get intimate till she's about sixteen, and they don't really get intimate intimate until they're married. And I think that was twenty one. Um. This is supposed to be her story. Mm. It's not. It's Elvis through her eyes, but I feel like we've already seen Elvis's story. I wanted to see Priscilla's story. I wanted to see what it was like for her living mm. in that. You watch this and you just go, wow, Elvis Elvis was a really complex guy who was a narcissist who was just very lonely as well. And unfortunately, all those around him who were his friends, they were all paid people on the payroll. Mm. He was always like, he had yes men around him. Life for her was really tough. Um, I thought she was really good. Kayleen, who um, plays Priscilla, has been nominated for a Golden Globe. They're talking about her getting nominated for Oscars. I didn't see it. I thought she was really good when she was playing the 14-year-old. She was really good when she was playing the late 20 Priscilla. In between... I felt like I was watching someone play dress-ups. I felt like the character was wearing her and she wasn't wearing the character, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's the same actor. Like, what's the, the age range, if you like? Uh, how old is she so when the movie four, ends? From 14 till to late 20s. And as a 14-year-old, right, okay. she nailed it. But as, like, and I know she was only 16, 17, but if you see photos of Priscilla when she was 16 and 17, she actually looked much older. And you just, I just felt, she was very baby, very immature, and I know that's what Priscilla was, but when you, if you look back at the photos, that's not who you saw of Priscilla. This is based on her book, Elvis and Me. Um, it just, 
it just didn't work for me. Also, Sofia Coppola, I like her, but I felt like I was watching a college project. A lot of the scenes would just fade to black and then fade in again, uh, fade in again to the next scene. It was just like, I, I don't know. Um, Priscilla was really involved in this. She was working with Sofia. Lisa Marie did not want this to happen. Before she died, there were she wrote to um, Sofia and said, what are you doing? Why are you trying to sully my dad's name like this? I don't get it. Um, can you please stop? There's no Elvis mu- uh, music in this. She, uh, the estate did not give oh, them right. permission. Interesting. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's a bit messy. I feel like it's probably a made-for-TV movie. I feel like it probably should have been a miniseries. It probably should have been four hours long. But you don't want to watch that in no. one, one hit. But do you get any sense of Priscilla developing as a person? And maybe and she was fourteen, she was gullible, and then when you know when she's a when she's a, a grown woman realizes perhaps what she's got herself you into. You do. I, I feel you see that, but I don't feel like you see that enough. And mm. especially for me, this is a spoiler, but I think we all know that they split, right? Yeah. And that's where it ends. And I'm just like, oh, I wanted to see. What happened after that? Like, if this is Priscilla's story, why are we still telling Priscilla's story attached to Elvis? Is this woman just going to be forever attached to Elvis and mm. you don't see any of her other accomplishments? Okay. So that, for me, was the downfall. But look, I am one of the very few who are saying yeah. that. A but lot you, of people love this. But your woman who acted as Priscilla has been nominated for a Golden Globe? Yeah, people saying that she's amazing. I okay. just felt she wasn't strong enough. But again, yeah. one of the very few who are saying that. At the very least, she's going to get to meet uh, uh, Joe Coy. Exactly. Uh, uh, which uh, obviously <laughs> would be a huge thrill uh, for anyone. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a nice glass of Tony Port in there, front of everyone is, that uh, Serena's uh, particularly enjoying, so yeah. tell uh, us about Kop- it. Kopka 1638 founded Oldest Port House, specialised in Tonys. This is an average of 10 years, smaller barrels, so it loses its colours, and as I say, it has that pre-oxidised kind of character, so it, it will last forever. Um, this is independence, okay? So support your local independent. And I'm going to run through a few if I can. So uh, in Dublin, you've got places like the Corkscrew, Vintry, um, uh, Malloy's, the Malloy's branches, Art Keen Worldwide Wines in Waterford, Bradley's, Matson's in Cork, of all the Evocas, uh, Parting Glass, uh, Carrier, Tullamore, um, some Dunn stores, um, uh, Martin's in Fairview, Goose Offlice in Sintram Condo, Daly's in Boyle. Because it's, it's independent, small. And, mm. and okay, not, even if they don't have this, they'll have something good because it's not in the interest of independence not to have interesting wines because they've got to, they can't compete on price, they've got to compete on quality and interest and knowledge. So yeah. do shop in your local independent over the next couple of days rather Absolutely. Than, you know, and Kopke, K-O-P-K-E. Yeah, yeah. That sounds a bit Russian. You've um, broken no, some no, embargo no, now on top of everything yeah, no, else. Uh, no. Actually, that's a good question. I don't... I, that's a good question? I, I, I wonder <laughs> you would have addressed before you came in here, I would hope. No, um, I don't know. The, the, it, so... The, I, I don't, they family, I think they were Eastern European, but they weren't Russian. They know that for certain. Okay, all right, um, fair enough. Let's yeah, just anyway, move lovely, on. Lovely, creamy, uh, figgy, figgy <laughs> tasty thing. Go for it. Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, fi- there's going to be two Peaky Blinder spin-offs. Such is uh, the report from Bloomberg this week. Yeah, we're getting uh, two potential Peaky Blinders spin-offs at Netflix. Um, so one is said to be set a couple of decades after the events of season six. Uh, in the mid-century will take place in Boston. And then other one is supposed to be a prequel, which actually focuses on Polly Gray, who was played by the late Helen mm. Rory. Um, neither of these have been officially confirmed by Netflix, but like Killy Murphy has been talking about it a bit himself. Like there's always been rumours about a movie and whether they do a movie. And we talked about his interview with Margot Robbie, the actors and actors as part of Variety, and she asked him about a movie and he said he'd be open to doing it. So 
I don't know. Watch this. Okay. It's obviously but like they haven't Fiji mentioned popular. Killian being involved in No, any of and this. like, would he be? I don't know. I think he's kind of like, I think I could see him coming back for a full length film project, but no, if they're, yeah, especially yeah. the prequel, I'm not sure how much it makes sense for him to be involved, but yeah, we'll see. Watch this space. They probably wouldn't be able to afford him now. Anyway. That's it, well, yeah. The, the old uh, Oscar stuff. Mm. Uh, the winner of uh, our upgraded River League competition is Wednesday's winner, Helen Gilmore. Uh, from Foxford in County Mayo. So uh, congratulations uh, uh, to you, Helen. That's our lot uh, for today. Thanks to uh, Fanula and Leslie and Serena and happy Christmas Christmas. uh, to you all. Uh, Happy Christmas to all our listeners. Our production team today, Sean Reedy, Simon Tierney, Michael Quilligan, uh, John Byrne and Ashling Moore. Kieran's up next on News Talk. We'll talk to you in the new year. And don't forget, we have a specially recorded Christmas Day show on Christmas Day. Uh, It will feature feature some very fascinating interviews as well as uh, a special edition of the Christmas So You Think You're an Adult. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.